Hey gang, welcome back to Out of Bounds. This is the XFL show on the Backdoor Cover Network. I'm Phil, as always, I'm joined by my main man, Kyle. Kyle, what's happening? Oh man, I'm just sitting here. Um, I got a little scared when we first got on here. I, uh, I I didn't realize that I was, you know, doing a podcast today with Heisenberg. I, um, uh, I see you just changed my name to Heisenberg. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I was, you know, there's there's a a naked mole rat sitting across from me here and I, I wasn't quite ready for it. It kind of threw me through a loop. Um, but I'm excited. I'm back. I'm ready. You know, we had a little bit of a rough one this past week, but, uh, you know, let's, let's flip that little, little Philly right upside down. Yeah, man. You know, we, we I went one and four last week in the XFL and, um, you know, that just means a good friend of the show, John Hyslop says that we're due after a, a one and four outing and i was like well you know what can i do to be more like john Hyslop? Y- you know what i mean so what i did kyle was i shaved my head i am down to the skin and he told me today bald is beautiful so here we are i'm due i'm bald i'm ready that listen that's that's a dangerous place to be in that's a very dangerous place to be in i think what the only you know, option we have is to just double all of our bets this week. I think that's the only option we have. That feels reckless and I'm in. So reckless or right. Both. But Kyle, last week it was a pretty exciting week gambling aside in the XFL. Uh, There were a lot of close games. There were two overtime games. All of them were decided by one score or less. And uh, man, it it was tough. You know, the, the XFL, during the broadcast, they they try and cater to a gambling audience. They they talk about gambling, they talk about the overs and unders and this and that, but they don't do a lot for gamblers. And what I mean by that is in the, the game with the St. Louis Battlehawks and the, the uh, Vegas team, uh, A.J. McCarron, the quarterback, wasn't announced out until game time. We we had handicapped that game with, with McCarron in. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And we weren't told that he wasn't going to be starting until the players were on the field warming up. What's up with that? Yeah, I mean, we couldn't even uh, – I, I know we we do this show on Tuesday nights, um, but we couldn't even make an adjustment, you know, for the for our book club members, for, you know, people who follow us out, out on Twitter or, or, you know, whatever landscape, social media you're following us on. We, we couldn't even make an adjustment for that. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's rough, you know. Uh, it seems like – you know, we didn't really have that issue with the USFL last year. Um, we didn't really run into that then. We don't run into that a lot. Um, you know, when it comes to the NFL, usually they'll let you know if it's a game time decision or, or something along those lines where you can kind of, uh, you know, the the lines reflect that. You know, the, the lines reflect if there's a possibility of somebody as big as the quarterback might not be playing. So we ended up getting that line. Uh, Battlehawks minus seven or seven and a half, something like that. And uh, I'll tell you what, with, without my Karen in there, we probably would have been under that. So, um, and even more likely, the line probably would have dropped down to around three and we might have still been over, which would have hit. So, you know, that's a, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, I hope that we don't see that again. And we, we got two more weeks left here. Uh, in, in the regular season before playoffs. I hope we don't see it. Uh, the good news is is that uh, the league that I believe is a little bit better is coming back this week as well. So 
you know, we're going to hammer out this. Hopefully we don't run into that uh, little shindig that they threw in, threw us into uh, again. Yeah, man, that was, that, that sucked. Um, but in that game, you know, uh, one of the takeaways could be that Jalen McClendon, the quarterback for the Vipers, the, the Vegas Vipers, I think they've got, I think they've got their quarterback here. That guy's pretty good. He was 13 to 23, 159 yards, one touchdown. Um, but he orchestrated an offense that, you know, looked pretty, pretty decent. Um, you know, they, they scored 17 points, which is a step forward for those Vipers. Uh, but I, I think they've got their quarterback situation figured out. Um, St. Louis was able to eke out an overtime win on the arm of Nick Tiano, who I've never heard of before. And also the golden arm of punter Sterling Hoffrichter, who threw a 64 yard touchdown pass on a, you know, fake punt. So that was pretty cool. Um, what else did you see this week? I, I, I know our guardians lost a heartbreaker. We had just placed 180 to one future on them to win the XFL. Uh, and then they were eliminated from playoff contention at the hands of Bob Stoops and that Arlington uh, team. So what did you see in that game and, and what stu- stuck out to you? Yeah. I mean, uh, they were close, right? That was a, it was a good game. It was back and forth. Um, they ended up losing that game by two. It's kind of been the 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 milieu, if you will, of of what this league has been to us. Um, every every time you kind of have a read on the way things are 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 kind of going and 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 the way that things are kind of starting to shake out a little bit, uh, it, it just kind of flips right back on you. You know, flips you right around and 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 puts you on your head. Um, you know that game. You know we saw Luis Perez. You know, sixteen to twenty-five for one hundred and ninety yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Not bad in the debut. No, it wasn't bad. But I mean, you know, they only scored eighteen points. And realistically, if you're Orlando and you can't get past that eighteen-point mark, you were going to have trouble against a team like DC or St. Louis or you know Seattle, one of these these upper echelon teams anyway. So, you know, it, it was not the offense that we saw. Um Quentin Dormady man, he had some he had some issues uh, yeah, the, this, he, this week. Five turnovers for yeah. the uh, the Guardians and he fumbled all by himself uh when they were going down to take the lead on the final drive. Uh so that that sucked. Uh after yeah. we had sung his praises. I mean he spun the ball pretty good. 28 of 43, 303, a touchdown, but two picks, three fumbles. Um, the good news for this Guardians team, which you know, maybe we can pack away next year. Uh, they they started to find Eli Rogers, you know, the old NFL talent, Eli Rogers. He had 10 catches for 135. Um, so if Dormady can clean up those turnovers, they do have a potent uh wide wide out with with Mr. Rogers. So um, you know, maybe we'll see a different Guardians team next year. Maybe I was just a little bit early uh, on their future, but I, I, I do like the Guardians team going forward. Yeah, I, I think uh, next year this team will be kind of uh, poised to certainly take a, a big step forward. I mean, they've got some legitimate, I mean, we've talked about it, but, you know, they've got some legitimate NFL you know, wide receivers in, in Eli Rogers and, and Cody Latimer. Uh, you know, their biggest issue uh, you know, and and it really kind of showed its showed its ugly head in this game. Was their biggest issue was running the football. Um, 
Quinn Dormady ended up leading that rushing attack, five carries, 17 yards. He did score, uh, but as we know, he had quite a few fumbles. The next closest uh, guy had, you know, it was is Jamaine Martin, three carries, 11 yards. Uh, Devin Darrington, seven carries, five yards. You know, it, it they just they didn't run the ball well. And as well as Quentin Dormady was able to throw the ball, which, you know, I know he had two picks, but he did drop, you know, 300 yards. He sacked a couple times, but he didn't look bad throwing the ball. If, if they could have put all that together with a bit of a rushing attack, this game really could have ended up in a, in a different scenario. So I think that that really, really hurt this team. That would be my biggest thing. Um, that I'd be looking in the offseason to address is getting a legitimate running back uh, in that in that locker room because the defense really started to come on towards the end of the year here as well. Um, they're playing well. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, if I'm Orlando, I'm, I'm looking for something, uh, something along those lines that, that you know, they can bring in to, to kind of move the chains a little bit, especially on those third and short situations. Sure. All right, so let's talk about, uh, you know, there's two more games here. The, the Roughnecks beat the Brahmas 17-15 to 15 in overtime. Uh, the Brahmas went back to Jack Cohn, Notre Dame Golden Domer, and he was 23-41 of 41 for 190 yards. My calculator tells me that's less than five yards per attempt, which is terrible. He had two picks. Uh, they did run the ball pretty good, 16 uh, carries for 96 yards and a touchdown for Jacques Patrick. Um, but this, this offense continues to sputter and, you know, that's just been the theme of, of their season so far, this Houston team didn't really have to do much. And looking at the box score, it's kind of surprising that they won Brandon Silver, 17 to 36, 146 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, uh, nobody over 15 yards rushing on that, that Houston team. So it's like, how did the, the roughnecks win? Uh, the Brahmas have an incredible defense but their offense is just so putrid. They didn't stand a chance. Yeah. I mean, this has been the, this has been the issue for them all year. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it hasn't been their defense whatsoever. Uh, they kind of plagued themselves all year. Uh, even in this game, they, they had the time of possession. Um, I mean, they, they, they won the time of possession 33 minutes, to 26 minutes. I mean, that's a pretty good chunk of time, especially in a league like this. So, um, you know, their, their biggest issue is they give up a lot of sacks. That offensive line is not great. And they just, they're, they've been really, really, really putrid this year on third down. Um, this is another game last week. I, I think they were somewhere along the lines of like 11% or something like that. 14%. It was terrible. Um, this week was 37.5%, which is worlds better than last week, but still not nearly where you want it to be. Um, so uh, this team, you know, their issue is offense, and, and I don't know if it's coaching. Um, I don't know if it's just the scheme that they're running, if they're trying to do too uh, too much of a, uh, you know, a straight-up, you know, NFL-type scheme that, that Heinz Ward used to kind of be a part of. Uh, where maybe in this league it seems like kind of running a bit of a more spread type offense seems to be a little bit better. It seems, you know, another big thing that this team has a real issue in is it lacks NFL talent on the receiving side. 
you go through a lot of these teams and you go through the rosters, a lot of these teams have receivers who were, you know, not only in the NFL, but really contributed to the NFL teams that they were on. And for whatever reason, they kind of fell out and, you know, after a couple of years, couldn't stay on the roster, whatever it may have been. But this team, they don't have anybody along those lines. I mean, it's a fan favorite for us because, you know, Jack Cohn and, and Alizé Mack are two Golden Domers from, from, you know, a year ago that we used yeah. to, you know. Turns out they stink. Yeah, I mean, you know, we enjoyed watching them. But, um, you know, outside of that, nobody on this team, there's, there isn't a Cody Latimer. There isn't a Josh Gordon. There isn't an Eli Rogers on this team. You know, it's, it's you know, it's devoid of talent in the receiver room. And that's really been something that's been rough because, um, you know, watching these games is, I'm, I'm sure as you have as well, you see that sometimes you can just get it into the hands of your playmakers and this team is devoid of that. They don't have that ability. So that's why you see cones, you know, average pass attempt so low and his average, you know, catches so low and, and he's, you know, 23 of 41 for only 190 yards. I mean, the reason is, is because everything's short. Everything has to be because these guys don't get open like that. So I think that's been the biggest thing that's hurt them all year long. Um, their defense has been really, really good all year. Um, they just kind of can't get out of their own way offensively. So I think a little bit of a scheme change next year and, uh, they gotta they gotta up the talent on this team, especially in the wide receiver room. Yeah, yeah, maybe uh maybe head coach Heinz Ward can go out and run some routes. Uh, I think he is a shitty coach. Um, maybe a good a good coordinator, but boy, he just doesn't seem to have a handle on this team. Um, the guy is just he's useless out there. I mean, to have a defense like this and and to be two and six on the year is just awful. Um, you know what else is awful, Kyle? Is that maybe my beloved Seattle Sea Dragons might miss the playoffs. Um, and they are for sure one of the top teams in the league. They lost to the DC Defenders this weekend, 34 to 33. Uh, boy, it, it was a thrilling game. Uh, you know, they, they ended up scoring late with 30 seconds left, failed on their two point attempt, um, you know, and had that fourth and 15 to get the ball back, which I thought was really cool. Uh, Philip Lindsay was added to the offense. He had a touchdown carry that the Nooch spun it for 300 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. But maybe it's time for me to change my mind about Jordan Te'amu. I don't want to do it, but the guy was 17 to 26, 247 yards and four touchdowns. Abram Smith, again, 17 carries, 66 yards and a touchdown. I mean, this DC team is incredible. The Sea Dragons showed some fight. I mean, they battled back. They were down 16 to 6 at half. They ended up down 22 to 6 out of halftime. Battled back, scraped and clawed, came up short by one. This is a 5 and 3 team. They may miss the playoffs just because the the way these divisions are, uh, you know, it's just the top 2 in each side. This side that they're in is obviously the the more talented division. Um, you know, and and they have a basically a must-win game this weekend against St. Louis. What did you see against the Defenders this weekend? Well, first things first, the Defenders, defenders showed us that last week was a bit of an uh, anomaly when they lost to uh, the 
you know, the 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 Orlando Guardians, uh, they came right back and they beat a top two, maybe top three team in the league. And yes, it was by one point, and Seattle had the ability to to go further. But you know, this was a really good game. Uh, this was, uh, I mean, this was two really good offenses going at it. Um, you know, Danucci, the 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 Danuch, if you will, I will con- continues to be in my mind, the leading MVP candidate, especially with A.J. McCarron sitting out this past week. Tayami's really, really starting to close that gap. He's had some really, really, really good games as of late. Um, And I think also, I don't know how it's going to kind of uh, play out here, but a lot of times people, when they're going through this MVP stuff, um, you know, they, they put in the record. The record's very important. So DC, you know, with their record kind of where they are, being at seven and one, uh, they're already in the playoffs. They're it's it's already guaranteed. Teamu might have this thing about wrapped up based off of that. But personally, I think the Danuch has been the MVP of the league. He's been stellar all season long. Um, Jawan Green, what a game receiving out there. Seven for 142, two touchdowns. Looked fantastic. Um, Josh Gordon, four for 39. It goes to show you that you don't absolutely need to hammer these NFL talent guys, but you need them out there to open stuff up. You need them out there to do that. And that's what the Brahmas lack. Um, one thing that surprised me a little bit was uh, Philip Lindsay, which was, you know, we talked about last week, this could be the, the Bo Scarborough move, you know, of the XFL only eight carries on the day, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is a little surprising. It's, it's not like uh, DC got out to a real, Big fast lead. Um, I mean, at halftime it was only sixteen to six. So, you know, it, it's. I, I'm a little surprised that they didn't kind of push it a little bit more to him. Um, he did have two receptions out of the backfield, but I expected a little bit more. Um, I think the Sea Dragons are still good. It, it's really going to depend if they can if they can figure out how to get into the playoffs. But if they get there. They're certainly a team to watch. Uh, DC, on the other hand, looked fantastic. Dayami's been fantastic as of late. Uh, his dual threat ability has been just electrifying in this, you know, in this league. Really, um, De'Ara King gets out there a couple times, uh, threw two passes, nothing happened. Ran the ball three times, negative one yards. Um, but I mean, this this has been a team that. Um, has just really had everything working for them all year. They've they've been, you know, ever since in in our rankings, they took over the number one spot from uh, from Houston, who's who's kind of still been free falling a little bit. Had a better week last week, but uh, ever since that, they've they've held on to it. They had one little snafu last week, come right back out and beat the Sea Dragons. So, you know, the biggest difference here. Uh, in this game that I saw, third down efficiency, DC was hitting two thirds, sixty-six point seven percent. You cannot, if you're Seattle, you are going to have a hard time beating any team in this league if you can't get off the field on third downs. 
So Seattle only had a 30%. In my mind, that was a difference in this game. Uh, it could have gone either way. I think this is two of the best teams in the league this year. I expect Seattle to beat St. Louis this week and to uh, be in a very good position for the playoffs. Yeah, I, I hope so. I, I think Seattle wins this this game coming up. Um, you know, and they they should have an easy road to hoe against the Vipers in Week Ten, uh, and hopefully the Guardians can go ahead and knock St. Louis out of the the old tiebreaker equation because I'm not exactly sure how that works by beating the uh, the Battle Hawks in Week Ten. So, um, but first things first, let's talk about Week Nine. Uh, which game do you want to talk about first, my friend? Well. I mean, I, I guess we just go, you know, the, the the first one on the board, right? Yeah, sounds good. All right, so that'll be the uh, the Vipers are heading to Houston to take on the Roughnecks. That is Saturday at twelve thirty. I am pulling up a line for that right now. Uh, my computer would work here. Come on, baby! It's not really working out too good. Uh, boy, dead air, you know. That, that's all it is. It's just a little bit of dead air. No worries. Here's the lines. All right, so the Vipers are six-and-a-half-point dogs. Uh, the total on this one is 43-and-a-half. The Vipers, you can have them on the money line, plus 210, or you can lay minus 250 with the Roughnecks. Which way are you looking to bet this game? Uh, so I, 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 I like Houston to win this game. Um it's still a game that matters for them. Um, I, I do like them to 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 win this game, uh, but I, I for some 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 reason something in my gut here is telling me the Vegas covers here. Uh, it, it's been something that uh, you know Houston they are in the playoffs no matter what, but they're still fighting for home field advantage, so. You know, it's something that, you know, I I feel like just deep down in my gut here, Vegas covers this line. In your plums. Deep down in my plums, Vegas covers this line. Um, By all means, they shouldn't. This should be a game where Houston just rolls this team. Uh, Vegas, although their offense looked a little bit better last week, uh, Houston's has been good. you know, five and three, they were uh, four and oh at one point. Mm-hmm. Lost the next three games, just won again last week. Kind of got back on track. Um, I think they win this game, but I'm going to take a unit for Vegas to cover this line. I think that they're they're just good enough to cover this line. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like the Vipers here plus the six and a half. Would love to have a seven, um, but like I was talking about, you know, in the recap, Jalen McClendon, I think, is the real deal. And we're starting to see this Roughnecks team sort of sputter under the the guidance of Wade Phillips. So that's something we've seen in the past uh, with his teams that he's coached. So I think this Vegas team is still playing hard. I I, I like McClendon. I, I like what they got going on. They are minus 42 in the point differential area, which I don't like. And the Roughnecks are plus 42 in the point differential, which is bodes well for them. But I'm going to take the six and a half here, and I'm, I'm, I think that's the right move. I've got no lean on the total. I'm just going to be happy to get out of dodge here with a with a dub. Yeah, I'm going to stay under in the total here. Okay. Um, just as a 
a blanket statement here. You know, I looked at these beforehand. Um, I'm going to be on the under in the first three games this this week, and uh, the only I am going to take an over. I'm going to play all of them this week. Um, the over I'm going to take is in that Sea Dragons Battlehawks game. Um, I'm going to take the over in that game. All, all the other ones I'm staying under. I think that's the right play. There's been about one game per week uh, that really goes over these overs, over over these over unders. Um, I think this is. I think that's the the game this week. Is is that big game um, on Sunday? You know, afternoon. Uh, that that Sea Dragons Battlehawks game. I think that's the one that goes over. All these other ones. I think it's a pretty safe play to stay under. Okay. All right. So let's move on, sir, to the very next game, which is the Orlando Guardians. They are one-and-a-half-point dogs playing the San Antonio Brahmas. The total on this one is 39-and-a-half, so I guess the bookmakers got word that the Brahmas' defense is good and their offense stinks. You can have the Guardians on the money line plus 100. You can lay a buck 20 with the Brahmas. Which way are you looking to play this one? Uh, I'm on the Guardians' money line. Bingo. Um, you know, I, I, I listen. I'm a Brahmas fan, but there's has been nothing to show me that this team can go out here and beat anybody right now. Uh, unless this is going to be a you know a, a, a 17 to 12 game where Orlando just can't do anything, that's the only path to victory that I see the Brahmas have is just completely snuffing out Orlando, which hasn't happened over the t- the last two weeks. I know Orlando didn't have the points on the board last week, but they had a ton of turnovers. I expect them to clean that up. I expect them to finish these drives and to be able to score pretty well. So uh, I'm on the, the Guardians plus 100 for a unit and a half here. I okay. think that that is certainly the, the play to make. All right. I am also on the Guardians, and I will take the point and a half minus the 110 uh, for a unit. I really, really think that Dormady – comes back and and has a better game here. Uh, you know, we, we saw the Danuch have some fumbling issues earlier this season. We saw that with Dormady. I think they'll clean it up. Uh, he has proven to be a a pretty pretty good throw of the pigskin. Uh, the, the forward pass is not an issue for him. So hopefully, hopefully, he can guide them to victory over this, this Brahmas team that, you know, can't do much of anything on offense. So I like getting a point and a half here with the Guardians. I think they're still playing hard. They'll go ahead and eliminate the Brahmas from playoff contention. Just stick a fork in them. Thank goodness. And uh, I think we'll be we'll be winning that one as well. So next up on Sunday, this is a, a noon kickoff as well. The Arlington Renegades are eight-and-a-half-point dogs uh, playing the D.C. Defenders in D.C. This total is 41-and-a-half. You can have the Renegades plus 320 on the money line. You can lay 390 with the Defenders. Where are you looking here? I'm actually going to, uh, against probably my my better judgment here, I'm actually going to lay the points with D.C. here. Um, I think they are head and shoulders above Arlington. I think the biggest issue here uh, with this team is, uh, with, with D.C., is is kind of when you, you get deeper into these games with the better teams. I don't think Arlington is one of those teams. So I think that this is a, just a beaten from the beginning. Uh, I I don't see Arlington putting up many points. Um, I think that this is a game that completely knocks them out of, of any sort of contention. Um, 
and I think that this is this is what we're going to see here. So I'm going to lay the points um, for a unit here with the DC Defenders. Okay, I our, our first disagreement this week, buddy. I'm going to take the Renegades. Uh, Bob Stoops can grind any game to a halt. He can slow them all down to just you know like watching paint dry and. You know, with Luis Perez, I think he's got a capable quarterback here. Um, you know, the former Viper, former USFL guy, Luis Perez has a lot of, um, you know, experience. You know, and he's a pretty good signal caller in these summer leagues. So I like Perez. I like the Stoops game plan of running the ball, even when it's not there. And then, you know, when it's time to punt, because it will always be time to punt. You've got Marquette King, former NFL standout back there to – uh to pin, uh, you know, the defenders deep. Hopefully this one doesn't get out of hand. The D.C. defenders really don't have a lot to play for. They have home field locked up. So I think the Renegades plus the eight and a half is where I want to put my shekels. So finally, finally, the marquee game of the week, the Seattle Sea Dragons are heading to St. Louis in that raucous raucous uh, crowd. They had like a packed house this weekend, I think 30-something thousand. Uh, But they're, they're... one-point dogs playing the St. Louis Battlehawks. The Sea Dragons are minus 105 on the money line. You can have the Battlehawks for minus 115. This total is the highest on the board at 46. Why are we betting the Sea Dragons? Well, I think that they're uh, the better team. Um, You know, they got kind of out to a a bit of a slow start, Um, but their offense has been fantastic all year. So, you know, record-wise, it might have been a slow start, but their offense hasn't faltered. Um, Danucci's been fantastic. Uh, the Battlehawks, I, I guess we don't really know what's going on with McCarron. I don't know if, you, you know, I don't know if they're going to play him. I don't know if, you know, they're going to sit somebody else. I don't know what's going on with them. So I don't like what they did last week to us. Um, it's angering. So I think from a personal level, I want to see Seattle win this game. And on a professional level, I think Seattle's the better team. And I think when you're dealing with a game that's this close, um, I think the money line for Seattle's perfect. Um, you said it's what minus 105? It is. Yep. Yeah, so I, I think that's perfect. Um, I'm actually going to throw a unit and a half on Seattle to win this game. Um, I really like it here. Um, and – this is my over game of the week. I know it's the highest one at 46, but Seattle seems to get in these, uh, these, these, you know, bomb squad games where there's a lot of high twenties to high twenties, thirties to thirties, um, games where they're kind of back and forth with everybody because their defense isn't great. So, you know, they, they certainly give up points. St. Louis is a team that can score points, absolutely. Um, but the good news is, is that Seattle always puts up points. So I think the smart play here that would be that this is your your big time over of the week. Um, so, you know, the, the 46 or so doesn't, doesn't really scare me in this one. Yeah, I am going to recklessly bet the Seattle Sea Dragons in my personal account, but for the show – I'll just say that I'm going to risk to win two units, but it's going to be, it's going to be probably too much the stomach here. Uh, I am huge, huge on Seattle this weekend. I think they bounce back in a big way. Who knows if McCarron's going to play? I, I have no idea. Uh, but you know, as we go to go to press here on Tuesday, there is no word. There's there's 
no information available, you know, for his health. So I'm just going to take the nooch. I'm going to take Philip Lindsay, Josh Gordon and company, June Jones and his offense, Jim Hazlitt, his defense. I think we're getting it done. And it would be just an awful, awful shame if these guys don't make the playoffs. So I'm rooting with my heart. I'm rooting with my wallet. And uh, it, it's it's going to be a sweat. So Sunday, 3 o'clock, if you're wondering, you know, what I'm doing, it's probably having a heart attack in my basement. <laughs> yeah. I think that wraps it up, dude. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I don't think so. I mean, we're, we're kind of uh, coming down to – the end of this league here um, last week was encouraging because we saw a lot of good games and, you know, as frustrating as it was for the sides that we were betting on um, because we were three total scoring possessions away from having a four and a week, um, you know, Football-wise, it was fun to watch. There were close games. They were fun. It was back and forth. Um, you know, it was – I mean, the St. Louis game was the furthest one, you know, furthest thing, and that was four points. That was the biggest differential. So, you know, it was it was good football. It was good to watch. Um, so I, I think that's really important to to let everybody know that, that this is still good football. Um, so I, I think this week is going to be – you know, no different. Week ten should be another fun week. There's some there's some real playoff magic going on right now. You know, there's there's some some things that that need to you know fall a couple teams' ways. There's a couple teams that just need to win to to get in. And uh, I think it's the league has set itself up really nicely for uh, for an end of the season encore. Yeah, for sure, man. And I'm really – I mean, the, the Sea Dragons-Battlehawks game is essentially a playoff game for my green, orange, blue, and white, uh, you know, the, the faithful <laughs> fan that I am. So I'm going to be, be rooting with everything I got. Uh, but also this weekend, Kyle, we've got the USFL is back in action. So we're going to have quite a bit of football. There's going to be 16 summer league teams in action, and we will break those down in our season preview a little bit later on in the week. Uh, but, boy, I'm, I'm excited for a good weekend. And um, send us home. Yeah, that's all for us, everybody. Uh, you know, get get into the book club. Uh, we're still firing out picks on on everything. I know, you know, you'll get all of these picks, any changes that might have happened. Uh, you know, I know that we, we said earlier in the show that we kind of got screwed out of the McCarran deal. But usually when stuff like that happens, we are able to alter our bets a little bit, uh, move things around. Uh, we're doing live betting. We're doing, you know, the racing picks or our fire as usual. Our Arch has his his darts and baseball going and Steve's killing it with the, with the golf again. I mean, you know, everything's firing on all cylinders. Um, so, you know, it's the best kept secret in sports betting here. So, so get into there. Um, and other than that, you know, adios muchachos. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.